I don't know where to start with this. I feel like I've had ADHD from the day that I was born. ADD, ADHD, whatever the proper verbiage is there, uh, being distracted by squirrels. That's what was uh, going on for me from a very young age. And I kind of wanted to just share that journey. Recently, I have been diagnosed and and uh, medicated for it. Medicated, I don't know if that's like the right word, but uh, I'm I'm on the pills, baby. I'm doing it. I'm on the Vibans, 20 milligrams. Let's just you know get that right out of the right out of the gate. It's similar to Adderall, but it's a little bit different. But I'm on it now. I'll, I'll pause and wait for the audible gasps for everyone that's surprised that I have ADHD. I always knew that there was something different about me. In fact, recently I was watching old home videos. I watched this, this thing where we're, I'm singing in chorus in school and everyone around me is singing and following along and doing the hand movements and is singing and I'm kind of just staring at the girl next to me and just kind of in my own little world. I should have known then that I had a problem and throughout my education, I was in like inclusion, in a resource room. Uh, I had like AIDS during school. So clearly my parents... And the educators in my life knew that something was going on. The world of mental health, I think, recently, especially like with COVID, has been at the forefront. But before that, you were just seen as kind of just easily distracted, spacey. And I think that my parents, rightfully so, kind of had the reservations about getting me on, on meds. And they knew that I was like creative. And, you know, it seemed like I, I had a good like head on my shoulders. But there definitely, I think, was not so much with my parents, but that, that generation and, and growing up, there was a little bit more of a, you know, a taboo around these sort of things. Whereas I feel like nowadays with cell phones and everything, um, it's a lot more prevalent and, and treated a lot sooner. I just wanted to share about what it was like, the feeling of having ADHD. I'm kind of an optimist, but I, I know for a fact that in some ways, sort of the, the impulsiveness of having ADHD really helped me in my journey, but it also really hurt me in my journey. So for example, creating this podcast was definitely the result of ADHD. I was going to college for design and for communication and photography and film and all that. My dean called me into his office because uh, just like it had been throughout my entire life, uh, my grades were not the best and I was easily distracted and I was disruptive sometimes in class. If I was into it, I was really into it. But if I wasn't into it, I wasn't into it at all. And uh, my dean was like, do you even want to be a you know graphic designer or in the creative field? You know, your grades don't really reflect it. And that was kind of the first time that I recognized, okay, this is something that I like and I'm still struggling academically. You know, so the conversation was totally merited. It was totally legit. So rather than like hitting the books and getting focused and completing my papers and getting better at design, I was like, you know what? Random impulsive thought. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to be the next, you know, Debbie Millman type character. And I'm going to take the world by storm. And I, and I think that ADHD kind of sometimes gives you these delusions of grandeur and, and makes you not um, have a level of humility that, that most people do. Uh, you kind of want to be in front of a crowd of people because you want that sensation of feeling alive. I started the podcast right around the time that I was going to graduate from school. And then I um, went out into the real world and I struggled there as well. Like I was in corporate environments where you were 
kind of supposed to be, you know, the person who speaks when spoken to, the person who sits at your desk. And because of my ADHD, I was, you know, kind of loud all over the place, constantly leaving my desk. I struggled with, um, and I've talked about this before on, on the show, but I struggled with addiction. I was smoking weed all the time because I thought that it like made me better, but I think that it just made me feel like stimulated. The same could be said about alcohol and, you know, ADHD makes you get really heavy into everything that you do that you're into. So that's kind of like the big asterisk there. So out in the real world, I struggled to stay on task. I was usually drunk or high because I wanted that stimulation. I wanted that sense of ease and comfort that most people felt just normally waking up out of bed. I didn't have that. And so I was sort of self-medicating in that way. I'm now coming up in May. It'll be three years sober. And I don't know that I would have sought out treatment had I not got sober and gone to therapy. It's so weird. And even as I, I make this, I, I, I realize that it, it sounds disjointed. But here's the thing. like It is disjointed because I was hyper-motivated having conversations with people like Michael Beirut and Brian Collins and Leland Mashmeyer and, and these brilliant people. And I was incredibly motivated. I, I remember on my, I think it was my 25th birthday, I interviewed Paula Scher, who's a prolific, amazing designer, one of the best in the world. And I interviewed her on, on my, I think it was my 25th or my 26th birthday. And so I was incredibly motivated talking to the best designers and creative professionals in the world and making all these connections. And then, so just to show like what a, a hodgepodge ADHD could be. So I would do that and then I would forget my cell phone charger on the way <laughs> to those interviews and then be totally screwed. Or I would go back to my house and my room would be a disaster and you know my, my personal affairs would be kind of all over the place. You know, I would be forgetting things or, you know, my wife would be disappointed that I didn't, you know, complete tasks, but outwardly for things that I was interested in and obsessed with, those were going really well. So on the one hand, I felt like I was a savage and I could do anything I ever wanted to. And, and I would take over the world, little sprinkles of narcissism in there, right? That's just sort of like delusional. And also just like being young. I think when you're young and naive, you really think that you can do that. And then you get humbled by the real world. So I had all that going on while also having this disjointed life and also sort of like the second life of, you know, constantly self-medicating with weed and alcohol. I always just felt like I lived sort of a, a double life and that I was a fraud, but I wasn't though. I was just kind of like being a chameleon trying to appease people, trying to get that stimulation that I, that I needed. It was exhausting. I don't really know who I am. I'm motivated and I'm unmotivated. Things are going great, but I'm making impulsive financial decisions. And I was, it's just spiraling. May 2020 rolls around. I go to therapy for the first time. I get sober and I start on that journey. So it's during lockdown. So there's sort of it, it, in a way, it was like the most unique experience ever of getting sober because I had nothing better to do. So I was like, you know what? I'll use the time. Get sober. So I get sober, get a sponsor. Then I go and I get a, a, a real therapist, an in-person therapist. And then we start going through my journey and I start opening up to her about what's it like getting sober? What's it like having these sober experiences for the first time? She's kind of like piecing together my life. And then as time goes on, 
I start to open up about, you know, what it was that I just articulated. And therapy can be kind of exhausting because you're talking about things and making realizations of things that you've never said out loud. They've just been thoughts that are internal. And a lot of times when you leave therapy, if you're doing it right, you feel tired. So everything I just said just rolls off the tongue now. But at the time, it was really hard to admit that, you know, I was fearful, scared, insecure, felt like a fraud, felt like a bad husband, felt like all these different things, right? So over the last almost three years, I've been on this therapy journey mixed with 12-step recovery, did 12 steps, and I found some sort of relative peace, but my room was still a mess. I still felt that feeling. My, my therapist recommends that I perhaps need to be medicated for ADHD. And it's funny, like in therapy, when you first go, you kind of are taking everybody else's inventory and, you know, my, my mom does this or my sister does this or my dad does that. And then eventually what happens is you sort of run out of things to talk about. And then, and then your therapist is like, would you like to go and see if you need to be medicated for ADHD now or, or should we wait? So I did that. I go and I get evaluated by a psychiatrist. So a psychiatrist can prescribe medicine. It's sort of like a doctor. A psychologist is somebody who you go and talk to about your thoughts and your feelings and they help you to unpack your life sort of and then create a framework in which to work and make your life better. And they teach you about, you know, setting up boundaries and, and that sort of thing. Whereas a psychiatrist does can do that and but they they um, can also prescribe you medication. I went there. I talked to this amazing woman. Beautiful office, by the way. Stunning office. It was like Mad Men season five type vibes. It was so nice in there. So I went and I talked to her and I then went to do a couple of tests and get some blood work done and get an EKG done. And I am now on Vibands. Uh, they're actually the sponsor for today's... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Vibands? Vibands. Vibands. I should know this. Sound off in the comments and let me know which one it is. But I'm on it. I'm on 20 milligrams, which is like nothing. That's sort of the entry level point for it. So all that to say, I got to this place and I actually had some friends and, and mentors who encouraged me to see that out because I told them I was thinking about being on medication and, and they told me that it's a good idea and to report back and let them know how it's going. So here we are. I guess I'll just send them, send them this podcast link and make my life easier. It has been life-changing. And they work differently than, than I thought that they would. I was always afraid, and this is probably mostly just like fear-based, I was always afraid that I would, you know, my, create, my creativity wouldn't be there. Me being all over the place is what allows me to ask such good questions or, or you know, explore all these different ideas. The impulsivity could be good. I don't need prescription drugs. I just need weed and alcohol. You know, I had all these sort of like notions in my head beforehand about what this would all be like. And um, it's different than that. So the first day I went, I went and I experienced it. And it takes about like two hours to kick in or so. And then I went to go drop Chick-fil-A off at my wife's job. And I had a, not like a panic attack, but I, I have never only thought about where I am. I, I never felt like that in my whole life. And the people who don't have ADHD, that sounds crazy. But if you're listening to this, you're probably like thinking about maybe you do or maybe you've been prescribed this. But I was like, steering wheel? This is my steering wheel. These are my gloves. This is Chick-fil-A. 
So I had that feeling of being present. And I've never had that feeling before in my life. Unless it was like with weed or, you know, like something like that. I never felt like in the moment. And that was always like wonky and weird and like close, but no cigar. But this was like genuinely being present. And then I went home. I rewired everything behind my TV with electrical tape and zip ties. And I, and I got my shop vac out and I did all that. Then I went the next day and I completely cleaned my entire room. And I know this sounds crazy, but like I have never been able to complete tasks like that. Something as simple as like cleaning my room because it would always get overwhelming and it's difficult to articulate if you don't have ADHD, but those who have it know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I would look at, at a project and I would say, oh my God, I'm either not going to do this and go on the couch and go on my phone and go on TikTok or I'm going to do it and then I'm going to find something fun within that thing and then do that. Like I would go to clean my room and then I would start like reorganizing the pens on my desk and I would do that and be completely enthralled with that. And then uh, like an hour later, I would look around and my room is still a disaster and nothing has been done. So I was able to clean. I was able to finish tasks to completion. I think that I've made that abundantly clear now. So socially, I was amazed at how it was able to make me feel. I thought that it would hinder me socially, but it's actually really helped. I remember I was out at this church event for my dad's church. There was a whole bunch of people there and it was in a loud, noisy environment. Let's say like you and I, the person listening to this, we're having a conversation and there were people around. You would start talking and then I would sort of drift and then I would come back in and then be like, what did they just say? I don't remember what they said. And this was crazy because now all of a sudden I could engage and the first time I did it was amazing. And then yesterday I went out for another church event. My dad's really been, you know, we've really been out there together spending some quality time. This is what happens when you get sober. You end up going to like church events and, and, and doing these sort of old man cozy things that are very fulfilling, but also make you a little bit crazy. And I went out with a whole bunch of people that were, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years older than me. And I was locked in, bro. It was amazing. It was like I was on a podcast like <laughs> I was just completely enthralled in everything that everyone had to say. And it was like an hour trip. And the whole hour trip, I would like talk and then I would listen and then I would talk and then I would listen. Whereas in the past, I would have to literally like stop myself from talking too much. And I still have a fear of, of suffocating the conversation because I did that a lot, especially in college. And I thought that the weed helped, but it actually doesn't help at all. It actually makes it like way worse. If you think that you being high is more enjoyable for the people around you, I hate to break it to you. It's really fucking not. Sorry. I mean, you know, smoke and get your freak on, do edibles, whatever you want to do, but it doesn't make you smarter. You think it makes you smarter, but it really is just, it's just killing that self-awareness. And I listened back to like podcasts I used to do when I was high and oh my God, I'm mortified and I would like to publicly apologize here. So, so yeah, so socially it's been a godsend. I've been able to clean. My wife is a lot happier. She gets home and like the bed is made. Oh yeah, like never made the bed. It's weird because like things that should bring you joy and fulfillment and give you a sense of purpose don't when you have ADHD. Like my wife would be like, isn't it, isn't a nice, isn't a clean house like so nice? And I'd be like, no, it makes me feel like shit about myself because I can't do this. And this is something that you can do, but I can't do. 
where now like the feeling of cleaning the whole house and like lighting a candle and spraying like Mrs. Mayer's like um, fabric softener like onto a freshly made bed. Bro, this is what 30 looks like. I'm fucking here for it. But yeah, what else is different? I redid my entire desk. I watched all those videos where the, the people have like those cool desks on like reels and TikTok and stuff. And I always wanted to do that and take the time and get like leather mats and put them on my desk. And dude, my office setup right now, I'm not even going to take a picture of it because this is my personal oasis, okay? I am here chilling. Things are zip tied. They are wired. They are stapled in. My life is in order, baby. I'm here. So those are sort of the, like the pros. You do feel... Don't, okay, illustrators, don't kill me. I was just fucking around with this app, and it was an AI app, and I know that that's like stealing from artists or whatever, but I had this app. I'm not selling anything. I just was like, you know, typing in random things and creating these sort of spaces. I would type in like, you know, waterfall and like a mall and a jungle, and I would just Christmas, Christmas surfboard holiday and just see what would come up. And when I first... The best is when the meds first kick in because that's like that's as, like, as good as it's going to get. It takes about like an hour and a half to two hours. And when that two-hour mark hits, you feel fan-fucking-tastic, like zoned in, appreciative. And I was using that AI app, and I actually started getting like emotional. That's when I was like, whoa, this stuff is like <laughs> – this stuff is really sort of uh, – the stimulant factor is really working, which, you know, as someone who did drugs for most of my adult life, I definitely enjoyed that first, admittedly, you know, I've been sober and bored for, for two and a half years. I did enjoy that feeling of like that wave of calm that comes over. And I was doing that AI app and I almost had like tears in my eyes. It was like so funny and so weird, but it can, that same sort of like, uh, overly emotionalness, it's something like you got to do it in the morning. Like you got to do it like 8 a.m. So that way it comes in around like 10, like 10 a.m. But if someone's around and they're like harassing you about something, like let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking, your wife is harassing you about something. Pause. <laughs> it, you get a little bit like task oriented. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the middle of doing your thing and that, that initial wave comes in and you're like, dude, I am doing this thing and this thing only. We'll just get the one song and one song only. That's how I felt. But other than that, it's been pretty good. But it does make you a little bit irritable because you, you want to complete tasks. But like if you're home by yourself for the day or you're, you're at work and you're sitting at your desk all day and you need to just focus and be zoned in and be productive, this shit is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like that feeling. I like that feeling. I, I don't feel like I'm a zombie. I feel like I'm very present and available. And lastly, and I'll wrap it up because I know this is going long. I was always, 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 this is like classic, classic, classic ADHD. I was always fucked up with my schedule and I attributed it to being a DJ because as a DJ, you work late. Like coming home at one o'clock as a DJ, it's like normal. My schedule always was messed up in that regard, but I've actually been able to be on a schedule and everything that you see of Meet the Creatives that that has been significant and that has come out over the last five years, it has all been done within the hours of like 9 p.m. to like 4 a.m. My day did not start until that time. I know that sounds so crazy to people that have like real jobs, but that's like how I built this thing was like in the middle of the night, smoking weed and drinking coffee. And then more recently, it's just been just staying up and the coffee has sustained and the coffee thing when he gets over, it kind of gets a little bit out of hand because it's sort of the only thing you could do. And um, if you mix 
too much coffee with this shit, woo, you don't want to do that. So I've been down to two cups of coffee a day. I wake up every day at 8 a.m., give or take, uh, nine on some days. Sorry to all the teachers out there. I know this is a very privileged life that I live. Uh, my apologies. I'm also kind of broke, so it works out. But I wake up every day between 8 and 9 a.m., and I am tired and exhausted and ready to go to bed by, I'd say, like, like 10, 30, 11. And uh, the meds sort of wear off by that time, and the sort of the impulsive impulsivity, I think that's a word, um, comes back in. And I got to be careful not to, like, you know, that's when I would get on Amazon and start buying shit I don't need and, you know, looking to fill that sort of void. But it is a unique experience to have 8, 9 o'clock roll around and then be like, oh, okay, I'm done. I, I, you know, I've reorganized my, I accomplished said tasks and I got them done. And it's weird because it's sort of like you're, when you have ADHD and you don't do anything all day and you're unmotivated and you kind of have that doom scrolling, sitting on the couch sort of energy, then you sort of punish yourself by forcing yourself to, to, to stay up late. And I, I, I had that feeling for years, years and years and years I've had that feeling. Like since I was like 21, I've had that feeling. I'm 31 now, so a decade of of staying up too late, sleeping in too late, burning the midnight oil because I did jack shit with my life during the day. So it's a great feeling now to be on a schedule, and there's a great 7 a.m. AA meeting that I am working my way back in towards doing again. But it, I have to be there by 7 a.m. That's early, son. That that means like your alarm gets like your alarm goes off at 6:15. You got to be there. Like I'm not my boomer father. I can't do that. And shout out to all the people who work who wake up at 4 a.m. One day, maybe I'll get there. That's pretty much it, though. So the pros far outweigh the cons. Sometimes I, I sort of like clench my jaw closed a little bit. But um, when it first kicks in, I chew gum and that alleviates that. It's weird to have spearmint gum at like 9 o'clock in the morning. But hey, it works. And um, it has not affected my DJing. It has made me a better photographer. I am up on my emails. I'm up on the, all these menial tasks that I used to not like to do. I think that we've pretty much covered that. This is supposed to be the thing that I put out that's supposed to show that I don't have it anymore. Ah, fuck. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to do like a sort of a New Year's resolution. 10 things I learned in 2022. Because 2022 was a huge year for me in terms of personal growth and learning. I mean, I said most of it here, but yeah, that'd be great. I am going to be collaborating with Chris Doe in the spring on, you know, tentative things that are happening. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm nervous about that, but in a good, positive way. Chris was one of the people who encouraged me to, to, uh, to go through with seeing what it can do being on medication. And that was a really cool sort of cosign that I, that I needed from somebody that I really respected and admire. And, and, and Brian and all those guys were super supportive of that. I kind of ran it by them when we did those episodes a few months ago there, and they were really cool. So when they said that shit, I was like, I'm doing this. Let's go. I'm actually going to get the blood work done now, and I'm actually going to do it. And I did. I'm really happy. And I'm grateful to, to Chris and Brian for uh, encouraging me about that because I sort of opened up about how I was struggling with it. And they were like, dude, get it done and let us know how it goes. And let's take over the world together. They didn't say that part, but in my mind, we're like all superheroes. Chris would be the Hulk. I, I think I would be Superman. And I don't know who Brian would be. And I'm not going to say that because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, that's it. Rate, review, subscribe, and have a podcast. I said that nine times. I'll see you guys next time. Uh, I definitely will put out another episode before new year's eve and uh, all the the interview episodes are all after the holidays now god bless god speed see you guys next time Bye.